You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 28th of July. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB's Senior Economist John Faddy to discuss recent volatility in the financial markets and we'll give particular attention to the US dollar and its continued weakness over the past few weeks. John, this week's market brief, which customers can find available on the Epic Center website, is entitled Summer Bounce for the Euro Against the Dollar. I I question the summer element of it, but reflecting on recent weakness we've seen in the dollar in the past couple of weeks, you might just give us a view, John, of what's going on. Yeah, well, it's been summary for the Euro side of that, maybe, Paul. (laughs) If you want to take your... uh weather analogy <laughs> but what we've seen all right in terms of moves basically over the last couple of weeks euro dollar has been on a gradual upward trend so there's been two factors behind it there's been weakness on the side of the dollar there's also been some firming or some gains on the side of the euro so it just hasn't just hasn't been one side of the pair that's been driving it there's been two right. aspects to it yeah dollar weakness and some euro strength uh, so if we take first the dollar weakness side of things and in the context where we were, are this year, when the COVID-19 related uncertainty on markets was at its epicenter, this is from a markets perspective now, it was back around the middle of March. And that's when we saw equity markets fall off substantially, uh, huge and, sell-off. And euro dollar would have been around 107. Yeah, yeah. so euro dollar actually went below 107 at that right. stage, traded okay. as low as, as 106.4, I think it was around the 20th of March. And what was driving that was because a lot of volatility, uncertainty, the pandemic was there, no one knew exactly what was going on. So it was a huge sell-off and equity markets so what happens when we're in those types of situations safe haven currencies such as the yen the swiss franc and the dollar get bought yeah uh, so we saw euro dollar move lower because of that then and as you say down to 17 and just below 17 the low of, of 106.4 so since then from a general investor sentiment perspective financial markets have been more positive from a risk appetite perspective so what do i mean by that well if you look at what's happened in equity markets from their low point there in the sell-off they're up between u.s european and just Generally, global equities are up around ranging from 30 to 40 percent since then. So that means that there's been more optimism and less safe haven demand. So because of less safe haven demand, the dollar has sold off somewhat. So the dollar index is down around 8 percent. So the dollar index is just a basket of currencies against the dollar. So it's fallen by between 7 to 8 percent over that period. So then what we saw in the last couple of weeks was a bit of a, an acceleration in that trend of the dollar weakness. Because for euro dollar, for a good bit of the last couple of months, it was in a you know 112, 113 kind of tight enough trading range there. But in the last two to three weeks, what we've seen is euro dollar start to move up above that 113 level through 114. And then last week we broke above 115. And the 115 was an important level because we hadn't been above that since late 2018. And then over the course of last week we went through 115 into 116 and at the start of this week it was up as high as 117 so let me ask you a question there so that move from the well 112 113 up to 115 16 is that down predominantly to the changing appetite of risk so part of it is so that's the dollar weakness aspect but the second thing is the euro has firmed too and what's driven that is the fact that over the last couple of weeks, we had the developments around the recovery fund. And obviously, last Monday, we saw yep. the EU leaders finally sign off on that. But we already had news flow in that regard over the last couple of weeks. Originally, it started with the Franco-German proposal between Merkel and Macron. And then we had the European Commission, a similar type proposal around the recovery fund. And then last week on Monday, over the Mammoth Weekend Summit, we had them actually sign off on the deal. And that deal is both politically and economically significant for the EU, but then in turn also for the eurozone just because of what's involved there's a big chunk of that 750 billion over just over half it is in the form of grants and also it's 
going to be funded through debt mutualization. So this is very important uh, for the EU and the Eurozone and helps sentiment towards that. So that has given a boost to the euro. So that's helped the euro. So there's the two aspects of it. Some some weakening on the side of the dollar and some strengthening on the side of the euro. And maybe last week too, we started to see markets maybe bring a bit of differentiation on the COVID side. If you think a lot of the news flow on that topic in the US has been predominantly negative Negative, over the last couple of weeks. We've seen the spike higher in cases in Texas, Florida, California, which has seen reimposition of restrictions there. Whereas it's tended to be less negative coming out of the EU, yours. And okay, we've seen the issue with Spain and that, but it's on a much smaller scale. So maybe the market's starting to pay attention to that. And the reason why that might be is because that does have implications for your economic outlook. Because if you get spikes higher in second waves, then it means you could have the potential for a reimposition of restrictions, which is what we've seen in some areas in the US, and we haven't seen it to the same extent in the Eurozone yet. So that's another element that may have come into it last week too, which weighed on the dollar, yeah. and hence why we started this week up around the 117 level. Well, then here's the challenge a bit of have for you. So what's next for Euro dollar? Well, that's a difficult thing to call because we've talked in these podcasts a lot about just the heightened level of uncertainty out there. So we have to look at it from both sides as well as to what could impact the dollar and what could impact the euro. So we don't, from a levels perspective, that 120 level is a key level because we haven't really, apart from a brief period in the first half of 2018, euro dollar hasn't traded above that since 2014. So when we look to if there is a continued upward move in euro dollar, the 120 level is the next key level okay. for that. Right, okay. So can it get to that? Well, what could stop it getting there? Well, one thing could be if the dollar started to resume some strength. In other words, uh, yeah. it's weakening trend petered out and it started to gain some momentum in the opposite direction. What could drive that is, well, if we got heightened risk aversion and get on markets, which you can't rule out, given the fact that, you know, no one knows for sure how this pandemic is going to evolve. Until there's a vaccine, okay. that uncertainty is going to be there. So if we got a renewal of heightened risk aversion in markets, it likely, which could be prompted by concerns over the economic outlook, generally if it's on a global scale, then that would could see a resumption of a flight into the dollar and could help the dollar. Okay. So your, your argument there is a small dollar rebound or some sort of dollar rebound might be on the back of COVID, but let's say non-COVID related. So say, think of the dollar policy, monetary policy, or whether it's a GDP data that's coming out next week. Could there be anything there at all that could, could help the dollar? A little bit of support for the dollar, maybe from a monetary policy, but it may be more so that it's a headwind to the euro. Because right. when you look at what the markets expect, the markets expect money market rates in the eurozone to remain in negative territory well into the second half of this decade. So that could act as a limiter in terms of how much more the euro can gain Go. from okay. here. Yeah. So that might be more useful from the euro side. But one thing which we mentioned there is if the market does start to differentiate more about the COVID element, yes. uh, at the moment that's negative for the dollar. Yeah. So that wouldn't be helpful to the dollar. But what may be helpful to the dollar if we got a renewal of risk aversion of markets, then if it's global, then the dollar is one of the key safe haven currencies to be in because it's so liquid. Um, and one of the arguments where I probably got down to 107 back in March when was, was because of the pandemic started yeah. off. Okay. And John, just to mention, because of the Fed interest rate announcement this week, negative rates anywhere near the agenda in the US at all? No, no. so they've been basically ruled out in the US in terms okay. of the Powell, the Fed right. chairman, has said that they're not looking at that at the moment. Markets pricing in another 10 base points cut maybe in the US, which would bring the Fed funds rate to zero right. rather than into that. But well, could at, that, at the moment, could, the Fed has said they're not thinking about negative interest rates. You just look at the history of the European yeah. Central Bank for Ireland's sake where there would have been conversations about never going negative and eventually did. Yeah. That obviously, longer down the road, is a potential risk for the dollar, I would assume as well, that if rates were to go negative in the US. 
sense. Yeah, because they, because it wouldn't be expected. So yeah, it would okay. be a new element for the dollar to have to deal with. But at the moment, that's not on the horizon. And this week's Fed meeting on Wednesday evening, when we get the outcome, we're not expecting any policy changes. So we just look to see what Fed Chair Powell says in relation to the outlook for the US economy now on the back of those renewed restrictions in certain states in the US. But the other element of it is what could help euro dollar continue to move higher on the euro side. And this is, if you got that, so general expectation is that we get a recovery in the global economy in the second half of this year. So if that was to take hold over the coming months, then it could reduce further any sort of uncertainty and reduce further safe haven demand from the dollar. Okay. So it could help euro dollar maintain its upward momentum. But again, I would emphasize the key level for that upward momentum is that 120. Because as I said, first half of 2018, we were briefly above it. Yeah. But it's really since 2014 was when it was up above it on a sustained basis. So that's the key okay. level yeah. as we look up. Now, if you got a new risk aversion of markets and the dollar started to get bought, you would expect to fall back below that 115 okay. level. Yeah. You'd look at the 113 on the downward trend for that. So a lot of uncertainty in terms of trying to call. But at the moment, euro dollar seems to have some upward momentum because of the general weakening in the dollar yeah. and the fact that the euro has gained momentum over the last couple of weeks. So undoubtedly the pandemic will continue to play a significant role as to how this plays yeah, out. Yeah, and just gone. the uncertainty yeah. around it because as we said there, until there's a vaccine, that uncertainty is going yeah, to be there be around how it's been um, John, if I just very briefly just touch on euro sterling for a few reasons. One, I know it was predominantly the focus of the conversation for the podcast last week, but I will mention it when I have the opportunity. Obviously we have AIB Brexit Focus customer webinar planned for Thursday morning which would be a great opportunity for customers to listen to a number of experts on the subject matter. Customers who wish to join the webinar can do so by registering for the event on the Epic Centre website. John, where are we with Brexit? Likelihood of the deal? What's going on? Well, so last week we got the conclusion of the July phase of the talks and it was pretty negative in terms of news flow. Michel Barnier, the EU chief negotiator, said, you know, at the moment it's going to be very challenging to get a trade deal in place because of the UK's negotiating position. So there still is huge gap. Now, this is not surprising given in terms of what the UK is looking for and what the EU is looking for yeah. are very much contradictory type stances. So, But given the time frame we have, the best case scenario we envisage between now and the end of the year because there's only basically five months and even yeah. then you really need to have a trade deal in place towards the end of October getting into November because you need a few weeks for different parliamentary member states approval uh, you basically got a couple of months so at this stage your best case scenario is some form of a fairly basic free trade agreement yeah. and on that call on Thursday the webinar we will be emphasizing to customers that a free trade agreement is very much inferior to a single market so at the start of next year our day-to-day -day relationship with the UK from a trading perspective both from an export and importing will change and will change for the worse. So, you know, at this stage, best case scenario is a very basic free trade agreement. But even a uh, more comprehensive free trade agreement, which seems unlikely, still fundamentally changes our day-to-day -day trade relationship right. in the UK. So from a sterling perspective, as we get down towards the end of the year, if we still have a trade deal in place, as we mentioned last week on the podcast, you could see sterling weaken further. So in right. level terms, euro yeah. sterling, we're today around the 91p mark you know you'd look at that 93p level again potentially uh, if it looks very negative from a, the prospects of a trade deal yeah i mean certainly from my own experience i think anything above 90p has always been a tough level for customers who are selling sterling so look i think the webinar on Thursday is timely for customers certainly worth diving into that john many thanks for the update and a big thanks to our customers colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast to stay up to date with the latest market developments Please subscribe at AB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. And for those customers impacted by the pandemic, you can find details at AB support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.